Welcome to the Crush Your Mountain Podcast, where we discuss health, wellness, and personal growth. I'm your host, Henry Clayton Gaffney, a certified health and life coach dealing with weight loss, type 2 diabetes reversal, and healthy lifestyles. It's time to take charge of your health. This is the Crush Your Mountain Hey, before we begin, please note that I am a take two. Hey, before we begin, please note that I am a certified health and life coach who helps people lose weight, lower their glucose, and reverse type two diabetes. That said, please note that I am not a doctor and the information on this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any serious condition. Should you wish to address a serious condition, please find and contact your functional medicine or allopathic doctor. This information is a tool that can be used as a way of partnering with your doctor of choice and exploring treatments and modalities that may enhance your health and well-being. Hello and welcome once again to Crush Your Mountain Wellness. I want to tell you this is a, an important subject, not just here in the United States, but around the world, because uh, this show actually serves a global community. So I really want everyone to understand how important this subject is. We have a really important and, and impressive guest to highlight this and discuss his personal journey. You know, depression is been called the common cope of mental illness. And did you know? that nearly 352 million people worldwide suffer from depression. Now that's just the ones that we know of, okay? But think about this for a second. The people that we run into that are perhaps acting out of anger, but they begin with depression. The people that we run into that tend to be aloof, we don't quite get to understand could they be dealing with depression. If so, how can we? And can we all be a bit more understanding? Can we all have empathy for what they may be going through? Because it's not easy for them to talk about it. But we have someone here today that will talk about it. And he's going to share his story and his triumph to show that it can be done. So let me introduce to you Mr. Kristan Kitty. He's a life and mindset coach. He specializes in helping people discover their true strength, their power, and direction in life. Now, he trained under the, the Madanus Robbins coaching um, school and also with Mary Marcy and drawing from what has been shared by innumerable other mindset and action coaches. He's actually found a that a lot of his clients are other leaders who have dealt with depression as well. Having lived, lived through severe depression and prolonged depression that he says kicked his butt, 
he went on to achieve many dreams and work successfully in many complex industries. He has traveled many parts of the world on super yachts as an engineer and has helped a large number of people break addictions, avoid and escape depression and is now largely involved in a higher energy aspect, such as guiding people to discover, define and create lives that they truly love. The fact that he did not have much support available to him during his journey back up from the lowest points of his life gives him a true fire to be the support and help others need to face their darker times. The sense of value and helping others reach beyond that which they thought was possible is also a huge driver for him. We are kindred spirits in that sense because both of us understand that everyone has a dream and sometimes we just need the courage and support to accomplish it, to achieve it. And therefore I say to you, Mr. Tristan Kitty, okay, welcome to Crush Your Mountain Wellness. Hey Henry, welcome. Um, thank you for inviting me along today. Um, just, just quickly on that intro there, some of the people that suffer the most from depression are actually some of the, the happiest appearing people. You know, people like um, uh, Will, uh, I'm shocked, I forget his name now, the actor. There's a, Robin there's a few. Yeah, yeah, Robin Williams, that's the one. Having a mind fade at the moment. Um, you know, some of them are the, the most happiest people. Um, the, the way they come across can, can also be in the darkest place. So it can be very difficult to be aware of where anyone is. And with that in mind comes the first thing I, I put forward, and that's treat everyone with love, respect, and compassion, and invite them along, engage with them, and and share a, a friendly energy with them. It's it's probably the best thing you can do to every person you meet, no matter how they are. You know, that's so very true, you know. And well, I'd like you to invite you to share your story and tell us a little bit about what you went through. Yep. Okay. Um, I'll start in the middle because um, that's where it really became real to me. Um, I had a couple of things go on with a broken relationship and aspects like that, which um, really drove me down a spiral. Now that spiral was, well, that, that was what accelerated me down the spiral anyway. And very quickly, and it got to a point where somebody seemed to pull the brakes off the elevator and it just plunged to the bottom. And at that bottom was where I was so secluded from everyone else. Nobody else could really communicate with me. And I spent months in that place. I spent months basically curled up in a ball on my own bed, wrapped from the inside, just, just torn like, like muscles through my chest were just my entire body. And I basically bawled my eyes out for months. And in that time, there's little ups and downs. And there's every now and then, and uh, Tony Robbins relates it, to, and he calls it the crazy eight, because we can only stay in an emotion for so long before we need to break out and have a little bit of a change. And the one I was in, and one that's very common, is uh, depression and, and sadness. And a little bit of a break is where you get a bit angry. And that anger is often directed back at yourself for being in that place. So you, you straight back into it and it, it just becomes this crazy eight cycle. And it, 
it's painful. Um, and I know this very deeply. I experienced it very deeply. Um, now, the story started before that, and this is this is where it gets really interesting for people um, looking to help other coaches mm. and um, or and coach other people or support people through the depression is when I was young, I always felt like an outsider. I had very few friends. And so when I look back now, I could see it starting back then. I could see this this process starting back then. And the only thing that I can see now with all my experience, and, and I don't see everything because I'm still only a human being, um, that could have changed that was the behavior of the other kids around me being more inclusive um, and my own self because I was reclusive in that aspect. So I fed into it and that created this downward slope. And it got to the point with the broken relationship and a couple of other events where it became the spiral, the deep, dark spiral. And that is often where I catch people now. Try, I try and catch them as they, it, because most people don't realize until they start that spiral or until they hit rock bottom, what's going on and where they are. Um, but from that rock bottom, I spent a decade of study and, um, how would I describe it, commitment to growing out of it. Um, the break point for me was one morning I woke up and I was I was angry. Like I was angry in a way I'd, I'd never been angry before. And this time I wasn't angry at myself. I was just angry. And so the focus didn't go to myself this time. It went to moving forward. It, it was a different sort of anger. Um, and I walked to the door, I opened the door and I looked out and I saw a suburb. And I saw houses and I saw cars drive past and I knew there were people out there that were living their lives. And I screamed some uh, very unfriendly words. <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, golly gosh, I'm going to go out there and get this now. And that was a turning point for me. And so I, I had amazing parents. I still do. And so I was very lucky that I wasn't fighting to have a roof over my head or any of those very basic things, which gave me a huge advantage over many other people. Um, but there was nobody that I could connect with. There was nobody um, around me that I could really relate to or that related to where I was. Mm. And that's, that's part of the fire of why I do what I do now, because I'm, I'm being that support for people in that place because I get it. Um, you know, I yeah. fully understand exactly where you're coming from. And, you know, coming from that point where you're growing up, that's, um, we, we, we've led a sort of parallel lives in that sense, because, you know, I can fully say that I was an outsider. And, you know, in so many ways, I have literally millions of friends globally. I can go anywhere in the world and be guaranteed, please, a place to stay food to eat, close my back. People that I know love me and I love them. And yet, yet, it's so easy for me to, to, to feel um, the outsider. And yeah. it's interesting too, have you found that when you're in that space, and then just a uh, full disclosure here, and, uh, every, and to be candid, 
this is going to be, this is in this state coming up in May is uh, Mental Health Month. And so it's so important, this information coming out at this time. But even myself, um, both of my parents, one suffered from a form of schizophrenia due to early onset dementia, but the other one, unbeknownst to us, was dealing with a severe depression. And that um, the dynamics in the household really weighed on both my brother and myself, you know? And you know, to go to school like that and to not fit, and, uh, and I don't know how it is in New Zealand. And by the way, this is where Tristan is. He's in New, Ze New Zealand. Uh, but here in the States, um, young kids are not, or at least back in the day, they weren't taught to be empathetic. This, okay? this was the rough and tumble age where you, 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 you hung out, you know, and you, you stuck it out. And um, you had your crew and uh, you fought and you fought it off or you you know, you, you beat down or you got beaten down sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's the way it was, you see? So I had to learn to deal with things a different way, particularly in the community that I grew up in, you know? So let me ask you this. In the, you, you reached that point where your anger was your realization that things had got to change. You know, and so what steps at that point did you take to turn things around for yourself? One of the first steps I took, and um, this was extremely difficult for me at this time, was I actually walked the 50-odd meters to the letterbox. That was, that was a huge thing for me, like just going outside um, and, you know, over the next few weeks, it, it concluded walking the extra four steps to the road. Um, so it's it's about taking any step that you can. Um, for me, it was getting out into nature. It was getting out and, and becoming physical again, like um, doing exercise. We all know that exercise creates endorphins and you feel better and, and those sorts of aspects. And... For me, it was that and living where I lived, I could go for, a, it was about six or eight minute walk and I could get to the beach and I could go a little bit around the rocks and I could sit under one of our Pahutakawa trees and I could look out across the water. And it took me a long time to get to be able to get to the beach in itself. But that was that was one of the main things was getting out into nature and, and connecting with the world around me. Um, because the world around us is us. We are part of everything that's around us. And one of the things, you know, living in the cities and stuff, I've, I've dealt with or worked with a lot of people from the cities and being in a concrete jungle is a disconnect and um, getting them just out into nature for a couple of days to, to sit under a tree, to walk barefoot in the bush to, to ground themselves um, made such a massive and permanent change to how they addressed everything in their lives. Um, so for me, that was a big part. And then it was reading books and doing courses and chipping away at the thoughts in my head. Um, how I spoke to myself was a massive thing. 
Um, the question I ask now and I share with most people is, when you speak to yourself, is that how you'd speak to a loved one? Right. No? Something goes wrong and you just automatically bloop, 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 bloop with these thoughts. Now swap it around and pretend it was someone you truly and absolutely care about did exactly what you did. And how would you respond to them? And if, if there's a variation in that, it's it's a great highlight of where you're putting yourself and how you're speaking to yourself, mm -hmm. uh, which is really a main core to building yourself back out of it. Many of our people have trouble addressing themselves in positive ways. Yeah. You know, and acknowledging who they are as just as a human being. We, we tend to be down on ourselves more so than others when we make mistakes and stuff like that. But I really appreciated something because this is a practice that um, I'm working on developing uh, for the city of Oaks this year and hopefully we'll expand it into other areas. And you, because you mentioned getting out into nature and people don't realize just how vital and how important our connection to the natural world is. You know, we, we sometimes we think that it's for another group of people just to be out there. And I'm not talking about just camping. I'm talking about just taking the steps just like you did and enjoying the forest, enjoying the beach. Sometimes we like to go on the beach and just lay down and that's good. Yeah. But do we ever really connect with all of our senses? the elements that make up this natural surrounding. You know, we're, we, we talk, you mentioned grounding and um, I thought that was an amazing thing. Our bodies actually have, it has its own electrical current. But when our bodies, when, the, when that current is not uh, connected to the earth, it by itself causes all sorts of physical problems. Now, you guys that have your your, your Air Jordans and, and uh, all that cool stuff, think about that for a second. If you're wearing that insulated sole that separates you from the earth almost 24 seven, or at least 16 hours out of the day, right? So that's so important. So now, you mentioned another thing too, which is so important for us. You took the baby steps. You said, let me get it from my bed to the door. Let me get from my door to the front porch. Let me get there and to the edge of the edge of the of the yard. And then finally you got yourself to the beach. Yeah. Did you feel a sense of triumph in each? accomplishment that's however small it was yeah i really did um it was at the time it was i, I had the battle of or oh, how embarrassing you know or you know wow whoop d i walked to the letterbox but at the same time as there was a, a real sense of relief and a sense of success in doing that and that in itself was a good lesson for me you know remember the little things you know pay attention to the little things i remember gloria mentioned it the other day with a you know the little pinky finger it's the little things focus on the little things and remember them 
they're, they're some of the blessings that will get you through the hard times. Yes. Uh, little steps. Take a baby step and celebrate it. It it may not be easy. It may be something that nobody else can even comprehend that it was difficult. But do it. Don't don't blow yourself out of the water. Like don't don't try and go. Okay, well I've got to run a marathon tomorrow. You know, maybe that'll work for you. But take a baby step. It's in the right direction, and as long as you're moving in the right direction, that's that's where to move. So many of us there um, have the habit of saying, okay, I'm going to go all out this time. And that's where the problem is because we give that burst of speed without conserving our emotional energy, that emotional gas, like um, uh, Tony Robbins would say, and having that, you know, using all of that up in that one big burst without having direction, without having specific goal without really achieving knowing what you're trying to achieve in the moment it's so easy to give up you hit that adversity you hit that wall which is going to come inevitably that's when you give up and then all of those voices in your head those negative that negative speech starts crashing in on you and it can knock a person down again so tell us about some of the outward adversity we talk about the inner voice but now you also experience some outward um, opposition in a way. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, outer opposition. Um, I, I think the biggest opposition I had was there wasn't services available for me. Um, and if, they, if there were services available, they cost money. And at that point, money was a challenge. It wasn't an option to come up with an extra 50 or hundred bucks a week. That was, I was scraping by, um, you know, pay my board. And that was about that. Um, to come up with an extra 50 bucks wasn't an option. So, so the counseling and support services weren't there for me. Um, so it came down to me chipping away, finding books, um, when I was able to face going into a library, you know, going in and finding books in a library, um, borrowing books, you know, because dad had a dad had a few that it was set aside from years and years ago. You know, um, Think and Grow Rich was one of them, which is an interesting book to sort of take into that space. But it was what I had, so I took it in and and I read through it. And one of the key points from that is take action. You can have these dreams, you can have all these ideas, but take action and work with other people. I didn't have too many people to work with, but I could take action. So I kept taking action. I kept chipping away. I'd find new books. I'd find um, an online course or a little video on YouTube or, you know, and just constantly seeking forward. Um, and that was basically how I became the bow of my own boat and pushing the waves aside. And that was how I got to got to the point where I was actually helping other people. You know, and, yeah, I was thinking that's amazing because that's just uh, we were again. Uh, Tony Robbins and I are, are we're all in the same boat. We hear, we hear that phrase, "take massive action." That was his phrase. And, and sometimes, though, our massive action doesn't seem like a lot to other people. 
but it's massive to us yeah. because it has to be that, you see. So when it comes to supporting those with depression, I know um, for myself, I deal with a number of things that I've had some sort of some, I've worked with some individuals in terms of the grief, they're experiencing the intense grief. In fact, we just use some of the NLP um, techniques with them. Also with individuals who are dealing with both depression as well as a bit of um, a, a bit of uh, bipolar challenges there. So, uh, so working with those individuals, their breath work, this breath work and things like that. Um, tell us a little bit about some of your techniques that not only worked for you, but what you work, with, how you uh, utilize that with others. Um, I'm I'm quite a um, energy person. Like a, a, it's to to some people, some people go to a spiritual side, some people go to a religious side. Um, for me, I kind of I have a real energy sense, and and one of the main things that I do is we all exude energy. You can feel it when somebody's in a bad mood and they walk in the room. You can feel it. It changes the energy in the room. You can feel when somebody's coming in and trying to be an energy vampire and take your energy. I do the opposite. And that's where my focus comes in. I carry uh, a healing energy. I carry uh, an energy that allows people space. Um, so when they, when they come into to the space, um, they feel safe. Um, they feel okay and it's something I've, I've kind of always done and I didn't really recognize it when I was younger but now that I'm connected with it I can deliberately expand that energy to to encompass someone and feeling that safety is one of the main things to helping them talk and when somebody can talk and share uh, their own experiences and where they're actually at in safety that's one of the biggest healing things for them now it's not about me hearing the words it's about them expressing them and and getting to know what's actually going on within themselves i don't i don't offer people answers um i'll, I'll give people direction sometimes to try stuff but my absolute belief is that within us are all the answers we need you know, whether you call that that God or source universe, however you relate to that, the answers are there within us. And so for me, it's about leading people to understand that. Um, with addictions and stuff, that's escapism, which is another sign of not liking your life, basically. Um, so there's some habit-breaking aspects. Um, helping people, as I shared before, self-talk, talking people through how they're speaking to themselves, how they're relating to themselves and how they relate to others. And through that, building their own value, um, getting them to recognize the small things, getting them to recognize that they are of value and that they do offer people value around them. Um, it starts as simple as gratitude you know, creating gratitude processes and, and practices with people. Waking up in the morning and you're, and you're feeling down and you're like, mm, I don't want to be here. Take the moment to go, I have hands that work. 
and be grateful and, and just amazed by this. I have hands that work, you know. Um, some people don't, but they've got other things as well, you know. I've got a mind that's that's cognitive. I, I can, you know, and picking the things that we generally ignore to become grateful about because gratitude brings more things to be grateful for. More things to be grateful for is abundance. That's so very true and so very powerful. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. What's so very interesting, they actually quantify, in other words, biologically measure the reaction of, of, of our physiology when we are in a state of gratitude. And it's a healing to the body. And so that's what I encourage also the, a gratitude practice. You know, one of the things that I um, wanted to mention to my people, my watchers, is that coming up in just a few months, or actually a few weeks, we're going to have the forest bathing in which and that's the, the Japanese term is shinrin yoku. And what you're doing there is you're stepping out into the forest, you're enjoying nature. But one of the things, one of the elements that we'll actually experience together is sharing our gratitude. No matter what situation you've uh, come from, maybe you left the house that morning, you just had an argument, but you were going to be there. Maybe you had some car trouble the night before. Maybe they've had some sort of issues with their children, or maybe they've that they just they took a day off from the job because they just couldn't stand it or whatever. Come to the space, enjoy the forest, and instead of thinking about all those negative things, express the joy, the gratitude, the thankfulness for the simplest things. Maybe the cup of coffee that we handed you as you came in. Maybe it's the time period that you have to just enjoy the sunlight and the sound of the bird, whatever it is. And as you said, Tristan, it builds your gratitude, build upon gratitude. So we're going to build our circle of energy right there in the forest just for a little bit. And then we'll get, then we'll disperse and we'll see how that carries us throughout the day, throughout the following week, what have you. But you know, I'll tell you, you've been through so much. What do you do now in terms of uh, taking care of your, of your clients? You, you're traveling, you've traveled around the world in so many different ways. Uh, how have you used those experiences to bring your clients in or to give them a different perspective? Um, I think the traveling for me uh, really opened myself up um, to, you know, for instance, you know, going to Mexico and spending time in Mexico and working on a boat there, but I was off in the evenings and walking through the Colonia and meeting with the, the locals and, you know, not going to the tourist area, but meeting with the locals and experiencing their way of life their way of communicating and native mexicans uh like the, the people i met they were just so amazing and so friendly and so generous but from a western perspective they don't have very much but it's that generosity which allows them to have in abundance and that i took on board 
and I used I, I I've made that part of myself in how I work. I may not have a lot at times. I might have heaps. But no matter what that situation is, I'm always about giving and sharing. And I think one of the things that uh, works with between my clients and myself is I have been through a lot of it, so I can't judge. I cannot put someone down and I can only feel and relate to the challenges they're having. I've, I've been through many different challenges, but my clients have been through like massive ones that make mine look petty almost if you're going to compare them in a sense like that but the the mindset is we all work together and as soon as there's a community and like like your idea with going into the forest and doing your forest bathing that's that's a beautiful beautiful idea and getting into that space and so in effect i'm i create a similar space a similar energy with my clients um, and help them feel free and from feeling free and going from struggling and trying to escape with drugs or alcohol or physical, you know, too much physical, too much work, all those sorts of things. They're all escapism. Some of them are more beneficial than the other, but from that point of wanting to escape, I, I help people build themselves to a point where they're feeling normal, where they're feeling like, okay, I can kind of do this. And then from that point, I this is where it gets really exciting for me, is I move from, okay, cool, we've got you to this point. Now, what's that ridiculous dream that's, that's way off in the sky? What's that point that you could never achieve but you desire? And so many of my clients have gone from, I could never have that, to, well, they're having that now and they're working for another level now. And it doesn't, some of it doesn't take very long, like six, 12 months to, from, from being depressed, you know, a few months out to being, okay, I'm standard. I can stand on my own two feet. I've got some value. Another six or 12 months down the track and they've got their business that they never thought they could have. Um, working with vision, visioning and meditations and prayer, engaging with power, the, the higher power, um, you know, engaging with God or or however we, we each interrelate with that. But the higher power is out there and it's in here. And through looking forward and designing and building and just being, we can, I, I help people create just things that they, they couldn't imagine possible before, which it really excites me. It gives me a real big buzz. Well, it should. It should. Because there's so many things that um, that people need now. And with depression, chronic depression, uh, it's something that even though it's been around for so long, people are so used to just taking a pill. And then the problem is that causes other issues, you know. Now, I'm not saying that one should not seek medical help. Absolutely. But even the doctors will tell you, the psychiatrists, psychologists will tell you that, well, maybe there are some people who, who will need their medication for a long, long, long time. But when it comes to depression, the standard of care would be to have that pill to get to regulate your thinking 
but to have the therapy to take the actions yep. to regulate your thoughts, to be able to take control of your life and to have the perspective of a beautiful horizon as opposed to standing on the precipice of darkness. You see? Yes. So that's, yes. that's the key there. Well, I've got to um, tell you, at least do this. I You're muted. I ask, one, I ask this one question to all of my guests. And I, uh, I, I think that um, you've got some powerful thoughts on this. So I'm gonna ask you very seriously as we close out, and I wanna thank you again for spending the time with us today, but Tristan Kitty, what does it mean to you to crush your mountain? Um, what does it mean to me? Um, to me, it means to know your fear and do it anyway, to honestly see where you are right now uh, understand that you can be better and to take even a baby step in that direction. It means to meet challenges as brutal as some of them will be. Uh, seeing them as a blessing and seeing the possible growth of pushing through them. It means holding on for dear life and never giving up. You might take a seat for a while, but never give up. It means falling back and getting back up. And if you do these things, I have no doubt that anyone can crush their mountain without a doubt. For me personally, um, being on this podcast today, thank you, Henry, uh, is is part of cr me crushing my mountain. It's, it's me moving towards the peak of where I'm going. Uh, my peak will involve standing on big stages and talking to thousands of people. I have no doubt about that. That's where I'm going. And I really appreciate um, your openness and allowing me to be here and opening your space to me uh, thank you well i'm happy to be there we're going to be on that stage together by the way you know be there together because because there are a lot of things in the works and even if we don't see it it's on the horizon for us i'm pretty sure you know but that said i want to, again i want to invite everyone to think about especially with mental health month in this country coming up Understand that everyone to a greater or lesser degree is suffering. So what is the one quality that all of us need to have in order to move forward? Well, that quality is empathy. If you're angry about something, if you're offended about something from someone else, start, try this exercise. Pretend that you are that person and have a conversation with yourself as that person. And I don't mean taking him as a negative in, in entity. What I mean is truly be that person and assume that that person is doing the best that they can. And if they are, what would they say to you and how can the two of you reconcile? Try that exercise and come to a, record, a realization. And once you come to that realization and that personal reconciliation, then take it to that individual. But from the spirit 
of love, from the spirit of openness and candidness, and be there for that individual. Because the fact of the matter is, there are eight billion people on this planet. 4.4 billion people suffer from depression. And that's only the ones we want. So, can you be the bomb to ease someone else's We want to invite you to do that and to pay particular attention to the individuals around you in the weeks ahead, especially during the mental health month coming up here in the United States. And in the meantime, as I always say, thanks again for watching. Don't just climb your mountain, crush through it. See you next time. Tristan, thank you again, sir. Thank you, Henry. Have a great week. Hey, thanks again for listening to Crush Your Mountain. Remember, we deal with issues of health, wellness, and personal growth. Our goal is to service the global community with helpful, intriguing, and encouraging information so that you can live your best life. If you enjoy this content and would like to support its continued development, here's what you can do. Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps to elevate our profile so that we can serve more listeners globally. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Henry Gaskins, Crush Your Mountain, where you'll watch the video version of the show and even get access to vintage episodes. Be sure to like, comment on the ones that most appeal to you, and tap the little bell to notify you of the latest shows. Join my Facebook group, where you'll catch behind-the-scenes versions of each episode before publishing. Lastly, if you'd like to support in losing weight, building muscle, or reversing type 2 diabetes, feel free to schedule some time with me at henrygaskinscoach.com. That's henrygaskinscoach.com. Thanks again, and remember, don't just climb your mountain, crush through it.